Okay, let's try this one more time. Jersey Judah, Red Pill Party Podcast. It is Saturday. God damn it, I'm opening my screen door, back door, slide door, closing it, going in my um, my little tent, aka gazebo, whatever the fuck they call these shits. I don't know what they call them exactly. You got a little roof on this bitch, just in case it starts raining. I tried to record five minutes ago, and I went out front, and the, and the wind was really starting to kick up a couple droplets of rain so i said fuck it i'm gonna go into my backyard sorry for the noise had to move this table and i'm gonna speak my mind this is a weekend red pill this is the weekend red pill part two technically part one was last weekend and here i'm gonna make it super open I'm going to talk about whatever's on my mind, red pill related, non-red pill related. And this will be a two-day process. I may do an hour here. I may do an hour tomorrow. Share it Sunday night as the weekend red pill part two. In the meantime, and in between time, I'm not leaving. I'm not signing off. I got a new strand here that I want to try out that I got yesterday from my boy. Simply known as s'mores that's right a strand of marijuana that is named after a campsite snack s'mores i broke it up this morning my nose by the way is still stuffy so if i sound different it's because uh, i have nasal congestion my chest is kind of congested until i woke up this morning and I'm, i'm still trying to get over this uh summer cold that I have, but I was able to break up, look at the nugs, I liked what I saw, I could barely smell it, but from what I could smell, it smelled very, um, it smells like marshmallows, like melted marshmallows, I guess, but we're gonna see what this tastes like, so without further ado, a little pause for the cause, where's my other lighter at? Before before we jump into what needs to be discussed, of course I'm smoking out of the raw paper. <coughs> I want a natural. <coughs> Holy shit! Hold up. Whoa, whoa, it's definitely got a unique taste. This strand definitely has the most unique taste that I've that I've had in a while. Last week, I had lemon meringue pie, wasn't my favorite. I think that is an indica. This right here is a hybrid, more of my style. With hybrids, <coughs> depending on who you are, and I don't want to start a weed show, but I just want to go over some of my passions like smoking. If you have a hybrid, which is sort of a cross between indica and sativa, you have sort of a balance high. 
So in a lot of ways, you can wake up and smoke and be ready to start the day, or you can go home and smoke and kick back and relax. That's sort of my style when it comes to hybrids. And this, this right here, I can taste sort of the mocha, sort of that chocolate taste. <coughs> and keep in mind, I'm sick. I can taste this shit, definitely. This is good. This is real good, actually. Um, wow. I would say the lemon meringue was actually some of the least potent, least powerful plant, but it gave a relaxed feeling. I think that was dominant with CBD. It had to be because I felt relaxed. With this... I think I'm going to have a nice mind and body high. So I'm looking forward to that, especially on the weekend. But enough with all that shit. Here I am, Jersey Judah. I talked about this last week where I talked about, well, this past week, I should say, uh, assets and liabilities. We talked about that. We talked about women can justify anything for money. We talked about that. Uh, We haven't talked about the costume outfit yet. I think we're going to get more into that tomorrow. Uh, I also mentioned a couple things about men fearing comfort and women fearing connection when it comes to relationships. We'll be going over that today. I'll be explaining more about that. I have all of my topics written down, not written down, but on my phone. So it's a pain in the ass to try to get all of these. We talked about the selective side chick when we talked about assets, liabilities, and the selective side chick in the last episode. Um... The possession and the investment, I talked a little about that, and I think we're going to go off of that. We may go on to the costume alpha, but right now, I'm thinking we'll talk about the possession and the investment a little bit more, and we will also be talking about, if I can find it, the men fearing comfort and women fearing connection and relationships. I think that's two ones that I can put together pretty easily. Um... Like I said, I'm really battling through this cold that I have, and I'm doing alright, honestly. Uh, my immune system has always been sort of decent, meaning I don't get sick often, but when I do, it's kind of something that, that lingers on for a while before I'm able to finally kick this shit, get rid of it. People that's concerned, no, I do not have uh, COVID-19. I do not have Corona. I am aware of my body and how it functions. And trust me, if I had Corona, I, I would know. Friday, this is tell you guys how this kicks off before we really jump in. Besides, this is the weekend red pill anyway. I usually fly off the handle, talk about various subjects. So I woke up yesterday morning. And just like Thursday morning, Thursday morning I woke up and one side of my nose was stuffed completely. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. Maybe it's because I'm sleeping on top of it. I'm sleeping underneath a ceiling fan with the air blasting. <coughs> and then I thought about it. Remember throughout the summer, <coughs> maybe the past two months, 
I was talking about how certain parts of the building that I was working in, which is now going to be my permanent building for the time going forward, was air conditioned on one end, or the main office had air conditioning. Um, the, the counselor, student counselor, they got, you know, guidance counselor, whatever you call it. They got the air conditioning in their rooms. A lot of the hallways didn't have air conditioning. A lot of whole sections of the, of the building had no air conditioning. If you have to move back and forth from the section that doesn't have air, which in a lot of cases hits up to like 85 degrees, especially with the heat waves that was taking place where the heat index was up to 120, right? You're going from your section, walking through the AC to go outside to either throw out trash, pick up supplies, right? And then you're burning up. You start sweating instantly when you come outside. That's how hot it is. Then you got to go back into the school. Damn near freezing, walking in from sweating, walking into the school, freezing, shivering, like, damn, it's cold as fucking here. And then going back to your section and going, damn, it's hot as fucking here. The same building. So I'm thinking that's where I got sick at. I think these fucking cocksuckers and their inconsistencies caused this illness, right? That's what I think. Anyway... What is interesting about <coughs> what is interesting about men and women today are the progress on one end. The progress on one end where I guess the effort your assets, right? The things that you had to get up, go to work, earn, right? Compared to what females would consider an asset, which is only a guy. Which, when a lot of women, I said this before, but a lot of women chase a bag, they're chasing a body. When a lot of women chase a bag, they're usually chasing a body. Meaning the sim, meaning the beta male, Meaning the, the human utility, man. The utility itself being a man. And where her only investment into the man is emotional. I gotta get my fucking cigarettes. Son of a bitch. Pause for the cause. Pause for the cause, man. Gotta get my smokes. Gotta get my smokes. Yeah, I had to grab my pack of cigarettes. Yeah, I can't <laughs> go out here. Just woke up. I didn't say I just woke up. That's bullshit. I woke up two hours ago. Woke up at nine o'clock, which is actually later, if not the same time that I would usually wake up every fucking day. Any, either way. So, um, the fuck was I talking about with the investment and the possession, right? So I brought this up several times, and I wanted to jump into the topic. I don't want to bullshit any longer. I don't want to put niggas to sleep over here. Pause. But the possession and the investment is a representation of assets and liabilities. Come on. 
the possessions and the investments is in the same ballpark as the other topic, assets and liabilities. Here's the difference. The possession became women. You may say the same thing about certain men, but that men are 10, 20 percent. got a good portion of the 80% who are fortunate in interacting with women. They're fortunate with uh, online game, uh, cold approach, any type of subject that involves more of a PUA type of vibe. When we talk about a possession, we're talking about a product. A product that could or could not or it it could be reasonably priced it could be a value to buy or it can also be very expensive but it is a product nonetheless and if this potential person has enough to either barter or with a lot of these bitches have the money to pay they can take possession of these women they become the possession. The object, aka sex object, aka OnlyFans, aka TikToks, twerking, fuckery, foddery, bullshit, etc. Okay? I'm starting off. I feel my my spirits building up. I lit the cigarette forgetting that I had a whole joint that I put out. That's how I know I'm focused right now. But let's forget all that. Let's go back to whatever whatever time that you believe was the best time. You know, for black families, what is pretty funny about the entire Donald Trump situation, where he said something like, make America great again. And a lot of black people will say there was never a time that America was good or great for black people. Look no further than um, Jim Crow. Look within that era and look at the statistics with black families and black households and black employment and black businesses. There was a completely different atmosphere than what a lot of us were taught growing up and it's just hey blacks only whites only the water fountains and I'm not even trying to be funny but a lot of us African American adults grew up looking at pictures of water fountains that said white only colored only that's sort of like they stamped that in our heads growing up I think that's the reason why a lot of black people have sort of a hidden hatred against white people or non-black people because they just figured that they didn't go through anything. That's why you got to be careful where you got a person who's considered a black leader. Like if there's black leaders and I'm not black. I'm not trying to be led. You understand? It's a different day and age. 
niggas don't need to, we don't need all that shit. I'm just gonna leave it in that. There's a lot of guys, they're gonna tap dance, they're gonna bullshit, they're gonna bootleg. Just to get a little credibility. But at the end of the day, they just make complete asses out of themselves. And in the long run, who, who doesn't really help? got these niggas getting caught trying to facilitate pussy these niggas lost 15,000 subscribers to the next Derek Jackson where these guys aka costume alphas get caught up in that bullshit their real life experiences um, get tied into their online personas and gimmicks I like this joint back up. Gotta like this shit back up as soon as possible. Luckily, I'm in this gazebo because it is it is windy out here and the weather does look shitty. All right, so s'mores is where it's at. Just to give people my uh, conclusion, I'm about halfway through this. I rolled this up in a nice long pause wallpaper with a filter homemade filter packed in about 1.2 1.3 this reminds me a lot of Girl Scout cookie but it's a lot smoother this is a very smooth strand this is not a heavy, plungent smell. This isn't necessarily a gassy smell. It's a very distinctive, very different than a lot of the shit that I smoke. And the taste is phenomenal. And it's straight out of the joint. I know a lot of you white guys out there smoking bowls, bongs. I'm pretty sure this shit will rock out on one of them. Get one of them pieces, fire it up. Me right now, I'm off the joints. I would usually smoke blunts, but I'm putting those aside for a while. Um, I actually tend to do that more so often now than ever. Where I got a cue of this shit and it's fire. So I got a book of wallpapers. I probably got less than 10 left. So what I'll do is I'll roll eight joints. Boom. Keep those keep those tucked somewhere. And we're talking big boy joints. We're not talking about we're not talking about skinnies. We're not, we're not rolling skinnies. We're not wearing skinnies, and we're not rolling skinnies. We're rolling fatties. We're wearing baggy pants like it's the 90s. I still got two Arctica shirts, uh, Nautica shirts, facts. And I still got two Tommy Hilfiger uh, button-ups, facts. We're doing it like the 90s here, rolling fatties. 
that I've stopped like a stop sign. Oh man. So the possession. The women become the sex object, the women become the possession. The men, in the long run, are the investment. Women want to be the investment, but they have no work ethic. Um, a lot of these women don't have any purpose. They don't have a purpose. They don't have a focus on anything. As I talked about before, I'm one of the people that tell you that if you were your dirties, the last thing you want to do is date a chick that's your age. Especially if she's in that same generational <laughs> group that you're in. Alright? I think, what was it? Uh... Alright, this is Generation Z. I forgot what's past that. Um, millennials, like myself, grew up. Video games was around. They were becoming a big thing. Online shit wasn't around yet until later on when we got towards the end of high school. That's when things started blowing up. YouTube, um, YouTube, Facebook. A lot of people weren't using MySpace anymore. A lot of this shit was taking place within years. And the Z generation is pretty much one and the same. I hate to say that, but in a lot of ways, it depends what their work ethics become later on in life, but it's, it seems to be the same thing. Um, a man would think that if he deals with a quote-unquote strong and independent woman, he's dealing with a woman who doesn't need much, which is actually the complete opposite. A lot of women who call themselves strong and independent, it's like a virtue signal where they try to let men know that they're about their shit. That's all that means. They're about their shit. They, they stack money, they make money. And you know, guys today, we're not, we don't give a fuck about that. I can speak for a good majority of men because I see stats and I'm seeing more and more women coming out well not coming out you guys know what I mean going on YouTube and talking about the subjects of men and even the dating scene it's now to a point where at the end of it all a group of bimbos finally realize what's been going on for the past five years roughly For the past five years, roughly, this has been what it was. <coughs> like I said, I tell niggas straight up. I fuck with Trump because I can't fuck with anybody connected to Clinton's audio bombs. Facts. That's just one by default. Two, if you're comparing this guy to all the other presidents, including George W. Bush, and I always said that there's a parallel going on between 
Joe Biden and George W. Bush. Like, they're like one in the fucking same. They're one in the same. And... Personally, in my opinion, I give a fuck either way. But I thought Trump was the was the cooler guy. You know what I mean? I thought Trump was the cooler guy. Um, I thought he looking within economics, if black people really want to argue, they can look into the stats in a lot of black areas with employment. I'm pretty sure there's not much complaining about that. Besides C C fee one nine, um, everything was pretty cool. I think CV was something that was used as a hidden weapon, meaning they can claim that it's not intentional and people will believe it. But it seemed like that was their moment to come in and sabotage. Come in and sabotage the Trump. Sabotage the Trump regime. I'm out here, man. And it's fucking windy as hell. I got these loud-ass wind chimes outside. I want to fucking burn them. Bury them. I'm hoping it doesn't storm that bad that bad to where, like, I lose electricity or something stupid, like, especially with a fucking day off, you know what I mean, but anyway, the men become the investment, mainly because the men are the ones that put in the work, the men are the ones who are expected to do things, they are expected to act a certain way and not be offended by that expectation. But if the man were to have expectations or he has values or principles that he expects his partner to have or at least understand and she's not willing to participate, why the fuck is it bad when that nigga just dips? When he just walks away? Call it whatever you want. Ghost. Ghost recon. You're in a ghost. You're in a, you're, you're in a mission. Just completely abandoned mission left her in the trenches with the grenades left her in the battlefields with the hollow tips you know but that's bad that's negative women who follow bitches like Lizzo twerking out of shape coding on the highest degree in New York City dancing who was that in Central Park wilding the fuck out paraded around praised by a lot of women and disturbingly so younger women and the cycle continues I mean, it doesn't make it much better that the woman who was considered the woman of the year made a song called Wet Ass Pussy, and that song was praised by Maxine Waters, and it was mentioned on several different platforms that you wouldn't expect, 
but these women in power, aka the ex-stripper that drugged men and pretty much got them for their money, are now celebrated as female leaders in our society. That in itself is comical, but it's also tragic at the same time. When I talk about this shit, I try to keep it sort of comical, but I try to keep it raw, real, and red pill. When I don't talk about this, I'm usually smoking um, a good amount of marijuana, a good amount of strands that I have obtained throughout my journeys and my day-to-day work schedule. Um, I'm usually medicated. Are in the process of coming down from the medication when I enter my place of work. Why, you may ask? One, because I don't give a shit. Two, because I want to. I want to do it, and I don't give a shit about the possibility of someone seeing me, noticing me. I got all that covered. When most people see me, I'm moving around anyway. If it's not 5, 7, or 9 o'clock, I'm usually moving around. Or I'm stationary in one place. Like yesterday, I brought my Chromebook. I try to record something for YouTube. I put two, the five-minute video. And I assume the connection was fucked up. So I couldn't upload anything. But it kept telling me that it uploaded 100%. So I had to deal with that bullshit for like a day. Now I'm looking in this area right now. It looks like a good spot to really set up my camera. See what this shitty webcam looks like. But more importantly, I think it's time for me to wrap this shit up because uh, this wind is definitely blowing something vicious. Um, Tomorrow I got a lot of things planned. I might do something later on. But because of the current situation with the weather, I don't think I'll be able to get much sound quality in this particular area, especially with that wind chime that I want to throw, spiral formation like a fucking football. But I will be jumping back on here. We will be ending off the weekend red pill. Weekend warriors out there, for you guys who enjoy whatever hobbies and whatever craft you're in, whatever art you participate in within the two days before, of course, going back in. In my case, the Monday through Friday grind. Um, until then, in the meantime and in between time, until further notice, I'm not signing off. This is a pause. This is an intermission before the next recording which is going to take place next day so i'm going to time travel you're going to time travel with me it's going to be fun peace
Continuation of the weekend red pill. It is Sunday. The last time that you guys heard from me, it was Saturday. But we're just gonna put this up as one episode. However long it's gonna be, I'm not sure. I do have a a little subject, right? Something to speak on. I gotta make sure the brightness is up because this shit is retarded yeah I do have a topic right called conserve your energy that's going to be a topic of this show but as you guys know before I start I gotta fire this up s'mores another joint this one's skinnier but still gonna get the job done so without further ado let me partake in the ritual Alright, let's get into it. Conserve your energy. Conserve your energy. Now, this topic just came to mind. I have to give credit to Hammerhead. He did a live stream, as he calls it, his chill stream on Saturdays. He did one yesterday, last night. I was fortunate to check it out while I was playing Far Cry 5, you know, on my bullshit. He said a lot of things that I paid attention to, and he said something about um, saving your energy or conserving your energy, to not put your energy on any and everything out there because you will tire yourself out, you will waste energy. Now, conserve, for people that want to know, conserve is to protect something, especially an environmentally or culturally important place or thing from harm or destruction. All right. An example would be the funds raised will help conserve. Conserve, save. Simple. Conserve save why am I bringing this up hmm well as you guys know within this so called manosphere there is um a lot of BS going on I gotta open this door I don't know why I locked myself out there's a lot of BS going on in the manosphere what is called the manosphere. There's a lot of people um, going back and forth, signing with their favorite content creators and whatnot. Luckily for me, a lot of the content creators that I listen to, they'll speak on the subject, but they won't get involved. Better Bachelor, shout out to him. I would say Rolo Tomasi, but 
Things aren't really looking good for him. Not to say that I dislike him, not to say that I don't find him to be a good content creator and I don't find a lot of the subjects that he talks about to be unimportant. What I will say is, without a doubt, there are a lot of frauds in this manosphere. We know this now. We didn't want to talk about it. Some of us were addressing it earlier on, but now all of a sudden people have to talk about it. And we have fresh and fit to think for that. And I'm not saying that to be an asshole. I'm actually thankful that these guys got caught up in the situation that they're in. Because now everybody now is going to be under a microscope. Everybody who has channels of information, they're going to be viewed upon by the critics, the feminists. angry men, right? Because there's so many of us out here. Angry and hateful men. But we're going to conserve our energy. As I told you guys, I was under the weather since Friday morning, or really since Thursday night, I felt it coming. Friday was the same, a little bit worse. No stuffy as fuck. Yesterday, Saturday, a little better, not too bad. Today, a lot better than what I was at Thursday. So, as I was in the house yesterday, trying to breathe out of my fucking nostrils, I really felt the need to start the podcast, especially for the weekend. So I said, fuck it. I rolled me a joint. Had a cup of coffee, tried to prepare myself as much as humanly possible, and I did it. Although it was only what 30 so 30 so minutes. We were dealing with wind problems. And yesterday I actually jumped on Facebook, which I haven't done in over a year, right? To talk about a situation that I'm gonna bring up now. Because a lot of people who check out this podcast may not know about my Facebook, so fucking here it is. I was talking about DJ Academics. You guys know DJ Academics. He was on uh, Everyday Struggle, The Complex. He has his podcast now on Spotify, Off the Record. Pretty entertaining dude, right? Pretty entertaining guy. But here's the problem. He talked about what was going on in the Manosphere a couple days ago and he had a couple misconceptions about the audience. Number one, uh, we're not squares. Number two, we didn't need millions of dollars. We didn't need thousands of dollars. We didn't need recognition to get pussy. That's your category. All due respect, because when people look at DJ academics, the only thing that they can say that he has is the bag. So when guys like DJ Academics hooks up with thoughts and all this other shit, he gets pumped up as if he's like an alpha or he's like ahead of the pack, which he isn't. He's another clock in the machine, but the difference is his machine is ran by his name. This is why I respect DJ 
DJ Academics. He did everything from the ground up with his name. And today, number two, I think, number two, maybe number three today, podcast on Spotify. You know, you got to give respect where the credit and respect is due, but I got to, and this isn't really for the manosphere, this is for like red pill men. Red pill is on one hand a philosophy and depending on how you take on what the red pill is all about, it can turn into a lifestyle or it can just be a philosophy. It can be a way of thinking or it can be a way of living. The manosphere, I don't know too much about. I know about the MRAs. I know about MGTOW. Um, I don't know anything else within that. And you have the quote-unquote black manosphere. I don't even want to get started with that. (coughs) I don't even want to get started with that, really, because you're going back to this selectivism for something that was essentially created by white people. See, that's the thing that blacks don't understand, right? White people create shit, too. They put time and effort in creating their shit. If, let's say I created something within the community of understanding women, understanding how today's women are, and the precursor of how they work, right? Let's say I created something, right? And there's a group of white people who took what I created and made it the white such and such. That's offensive to me. So imagine how these white motherfuckers feel, right? Where they come up with MGTOW, right? They come up with this idea that is apparently white supremacist ideologies and all this, whatever. All of a sudden, the blacks come together. It's not, we don't come together just as a unit. It has to be the black such and such. So by the name, you're already excluding people. Then these people will get angry and get upset when people aren't really subscribing or not really um, going along with the shit they're talking about. And some of these dudes still pedestalize women. So what the fuck's the point? See, See, DJ Academics is... He's a personality. And he said it himself. But to say that the manosphere and the people within the manosphere are just entertainers, that's a slap in the face to the audience of that content and to the content creator. Now, just because you go on online, you go on stream, and you talk about the BS and the fuckery that goes on in the hip-hop industry, doesn't mean that the manosphere or anything else goes off of the same uh, method Right? They don't, we don't go off the same method that you go off. We may, take, we may talk about the fuckery when it comes to these females and these dots or these beta males and simps. But we never really go after particular people. We don't. I don't subscribe to that way of thinking. I don't look at that as 
I come up. I look at that as clout chasing. It's like the Albert Preach and Fresh and Fit Day. If these guys were counting the bag, getting the bag behind the scenes, and had everybody thinking that there was this tension and there was this beef going on, then we would be the ones who would lose, but how would they look? They're the ones that went and got the bag, but they're also the ones that orchestrated it. They're also the ones that had everybody fooled and had everybody involved. Not say that that's what I think, but I'm saying if that was the case. There's a lot of people that go head to head. I used to be like everywhere within YouTube and when it came to opinions, I would, I would talk about Hassan Campbell and a lot of the messages that he makes. I used to mention uh, Tommy Sotomayor a lot because of all of the messages that he has and his opinions and his views and his display of facts, logic over emotion and things of that nature, right? And I would notice two people Two, two completely different people. Two completely different opinions. Almost talk alike. They have the same sort of catch lines. I don't know if they're biting off of one another. I don't know. But they do have similarities. And I always looked at this shit as wrestling in a sense good guy, bad guy, you're going to like one person more than the other person, or if you're strictly neutral, you won't want the situation or altercation to go down at all, right? But we're going to get back to conserving energy. We're going to get back to conserving energy. I just, I'll mention the things going on, but I'm not too biased because I'm not subscribed to Abba and Preach. But I heard and seen a lot of their videos within the past couple years on and off. So I do think they have a message, or at least a message, in my opinion, that's more valid than a group of guys claiming to be uh, gurus, in a sense, claiming to be gods or claiming to be mentors. Or, you know, a lot of dudes aren't trying to hear all that shit. There's a lot of guys like myself who are generally straightforward. Like, if I if I decide to listen to a podcast that I never listened to before, it's because there's a guest that I know, or it's speculation, and it's the hype that everybody around me is, is talking about. A lot of people said that about Joe Rogan, right? This is before the Spotify deals, before all that. This is where Joe Rogan was just going on YouTube, okay? JRE, Joe Rogan Experience. And it would come on every, I think, two weeks, sometimes every week, depending. And this became one of the first major podcasts. You had people like uh, Opie and Anthony that opened the doors when it came to radio and things outside of radio, media, 
talk radio that's literally outside of radio, on podcasts, on phones, on your computer, wherever you're at. He was one of the big ones. And even, even though I'm not a UFC fan, I think Joe Rogan's kind of funny, but I, I wouldn't say that he's one of the funniest people. But his interview skills are immaculate. The way that he gets his guest comfortable, nine times out of ten, he's sparking a doobie like I'm about to spark this up. Right? He's giving eye contact, displayed a, a form of body language that solidifies him where he's at. You know what I mean? You can tell by how he sits and the things he talks about. He's very comfortable in his position. He's very good at interviewing. If it's like somebody I don't know, I will probably still listen to it just to see how Joe Rogan constructs the first part of the interview. There's not really a lot of people who can do that on a podcast and on YouTube with the same following. This is why you got $100 million contract from Spotify. They know what he's capable of. They see how he constructs and put together interviews. One of a kind. He's definitely one of a kind when it comes to not this type of information, but this construct or this foundation of podcasting and being able to speak your mind. I was going to go on YouTube yesterday. Now, don't ask me why I did this shit. And this is where Conserve Your Energy came from besides Hammerhead. Alright, so I decided to go on Facebook Live. Number one, to see how my camera on my Chromebook looks, to see if it's possible to use that to record YouTube videos in the future. I didn't necessarily want to use YouTube right away because all of the editing and the bullshit because of YouTube Studios, which makes editing a pain in the ass. It's more of a process than something I would want to do on a Saturday. So I said, fuck it. I'll go on Facebook. I'll go live. I haven't went live in a while. I was still banned a week and a half ago from a article from Julius Julius S. Grant. And it was something on the lines of that particular president or whatever general, whatever the fuck he was. I think he was a president. I'm not sure. That's how burnt out I am. He led a anti-slavery movement. You know, this white Republican. And his guards, a lot of his troops, they lost their lives. In fact, a lot of them were hung by the Southerners. See, the Civil War is one of the most fascinating wars of all time. More fascinating than Adolf Hitler, 
with World War One and Two, with the rise of him, more interesting, more thought-provoking than the things that happened post-September 11, the invasion in Iraq, uh, Pakistan, finding Osama bin Laden, shooting him, flushing him down the, the river. The Civil War has a lot of surprises and twists and turns, certain things that were taken out of the history books to get a certain pe- person or certain people to think a certain way about another certain people. And these type of things taken away from the history books helps develop a functional but manipulated hot-wired sort of brainwashed individual which could be a representation of a lot of our generation today um, social media to a point where 12 and 13 year olds are on Facebook and they're on Instagram now it's it's kind of disturbing at this point I'm sure a lot of other people may feel that way when you think about it but growing up as a millennial myself there was still such thing as going outside uh, riding bikes playing football, playing basketball at the local basketball court, running around, doing stupid shit, being a kid, being a team. And today, these 12 and 13 year olds are at their house watching TikTok on TikTok, putting videos on TikTok, on social media, learning about social media. And it's as if these people who are in that position of power, they know what they're doing and they know the effects long term. And I think for a lot of them, it's just about getting them hooked. Fuck it. You'll see a lot of like, there's a lot of celebrities in the past, I think. I can't think of the names, but these are like high-level celebrities, and they tell their kids they can't use the phone, they can't use the computer longer than two hours. They know that a long time period of just sitting around playing video games, sitting around on your phone, not being active, not having any real hobbies off of your phone, something bad could occur because of this I'm not saying it's a trance I'm not saying we're in a fucking uh, Alfred Hitchcock film but what I'm saying is um, the youth 12, 13 year olds 14 year olds constantly on their phone not participating in physical activity um, human interaction all-time low 
this is why a lot of these kids can't communicate and play amongst one another because they're not used to being around once another. Uh, you know, they're not really used to being around each other in that fashion. You know what I'm saying? But conserve your energy. I had to conserve a good amount of energy to record this video or to record this voice recording that I always call a video because I'm still getting over this little sickness but I woke up today able to breathe out of both nostrils so that was cool uh, took a very well-needed shower and here I am 11.04 a.m. by the way it is Sunday the 29th August Sunday 29th almost into September already um, already in the 8th month going into the ninth month 3 more months end of the year which is fucking ridiculous this whole year somehow certain time periods of the year went by very slow while two, three months would go by like two, three fucking weeks. Like, that's how it feels getting closer into autumn, fall, the, the fall portion of the year, the more chillier, hoodie weather portion of the year. Um, this, the, the, the part that sucks about life is when you get older to a point where certain physical attributes or certain physical activities that you used to do, you may not have the time to do it, or connected to this subject, you may not have the energy. There was some white chick, I think she was important because she was talking about rappers and how they spent money before and how they spend money now. And she used Jay-Z as an example. Showed Jay-Z in like the, the early 90s when he was with, uh, I think he was with Jazzo and I forgot, the old group that he was a part of. And he had the chains, the gold tooth and all that crazy off the hook shit. And how he's a multi-billionaire today. Very successful. And when you see him in public today, he just has a black shirt on, nice pants, no jewelry, he'll have sunglasses on, and that'll be it. Previously, you would probably see them decked out. You're looking at the cash money record days, the bling bling days. So all these niggas had jewelry. All these niggas was rocking ice. I mean, they had the glacier, they had the glacier chains, retarded ice and all that shit, right? And I guess what she was getting at was Jay-Z already reached the point where he had it. If he wanted that, he can get it. He probably has it and he doesn't wear it in public. When he goes out to places, 
when he knows he has his security. And I'm not even trying to diss Jay-Z saying that. But he has his security with him. He may rock the chain. You know what I mean? The waterfall bracelets. <laughs> I'm just coming up with that's a funny one. The waterfall bracelets, you know what I mean? Decked out. Diamond out, iced out. Rocky like the Colorado Springs. You know what I'm saying? Real chunky. The glacier, the glacier chain, the glacier necklace. The dirty inch piece. Like, damn, nigga, that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> out here bullshitting but the point is even these high level celebrities got to a point where they had to conserve their energy the energy that they're putting in showing themselves off as this or that such and such from this block from this crew from that gang from this block they can be putting money and investing money into their brand. Once again, conserve is a verb which is to protect something, especially an environmentally, culturally important place or thing from harm or destruction. Alright? Conserve your energy. Bitches. Well, this is to the guys, but I'm letting these guys know. These bitches. If you allow them to dictate how you move or dictate how you function on your everyday basis, these hoes ain't worth your time. They're used to taking up men's time in that fashion. All right. For example, as I always say, one of the yellow slash red flags would be a woman who asks what you do for a living within the first three questions. If that's the first question she asks, that's a red flag from the go. If she's more talented and bringing out those particular uh, wants that she has about you, she may do it in a more slick laid back fashion where you don't even notice these are for the seps and beta males who choose to partake in that sort of fuckery and you're going after the lizzos of the world you know you know lizzo (laughs) y'all know out there twerking and see y'all simps y'all don't care if she was emotionally available a lot of you guys wouldn't even wouldn't even bat an eye y'all niggas wouldn't even blink zero hesitation y'all would instantly went in 
lot of you guys are pure savages. <laughs> and I see them. I see the number 10, the number 10 couple. One, of course, being the skinny, no frame type of uh, male and the wide, physical built, very wide, shaped like a goddamn refrigerator, shaped like a motherfucking vending machine. Walking side by side in the street looking like a number 10 at McDonald's with extra sauce. Sadly enough, a lot of us men have not reached that level. For women, sadly enough, I know they may want that. If you look at TikTok, you'll see disturbing videos of women celebrating their abortion from a guy. Not a guy who took advantage of her. She just advertised it just to get back at that guy. She was willing to tell the world that she did something horrendous. Just to get back at a guy. There's actually women who suffer from this long term. But we're not going to get deep into that. You know, we don't want to do that. Not just yet. We will soon though. But when it comes to women and these bitches, it's the same method of conserving your energy. Why would you waste all of your time and all of your effort in females? A lot of guys get caught up. A lot of this, a lot of this shit happens to uh, the guys in the workplace, fraternizing and dealing with these broads out in the open in the workplace, like idiots. All of a sudden, a woman is not in that mood today, and that can cause you your job and your livelihood. Uh, we can talk about the women. All we want, of course. But sometimes, most of the time, especially dealing with men, self-accountability is a requirement. In my opinion, of being a man, self-accountability is so important to a man that we actually look for that in a woman. And that's probably one of our main mistakes when it comes to compromise or sacrifice things that women use a lot. It sounds good on paper, but the actions never match up to the words. And a lot of people, a lot of men, they're frustrated about it. They leave, they go into their tribes. See, the red pill is not a tribe. There's no group of men, in my opinion, that would be considered red pill. Red pill is more or less a mindset. It's a way of thinking, or it's a way of understanding, a way of dealing with certain certain circumstances, certain situations, but it's not a group. Like, the red man group is a interesting 
um, interesting concept at that time. I think I was listening to that like two, three years ago. It was decent content. A lot of guys on there were a bit iffy when it came to ultimate resources or information beyond the typical hypergamy, uh, sexual market value, uh, SMV, of course, and all that type of bullshit. It wasn't really anything super, but I don't look at a particular group of men and say that, oh, well, these are red pill men. A lot of people would say Patrice O'Neill, rest in peace, infamous comedian, just brutal, hilarious, um, was the creator or the godfather of the Red Pill when I'm pretty sure the Red Pill was not out at that time of 2008 or 9, the times before he died 2011. So, everybody's going to have their opinion. The Renegade Red Pill or the Red Pill Party podcast for me is just the perspective of the Red Pill I salute a lot of the content creators and people I listen to. Hopefully you people, you know, listen to Coach Greg Adams or uh, Better Bachelor or whoever. Whoever else I come up with, uh, Thinking Man's Templar, he got the, the fucking masterpieces. And he's like one of those content creators that really talk about deep shit. It's not just the usual such. Uh, it's it's not just the usual subjects and the usual you know nonsense. It's actually information. Something that somebody who never heard of it can listen to and would understand at least. May not agree, but you at least understand. And very clear, very straight to the point. Unlike me, discombobulated stone, high as a motherfucker. That was good iced tea. I'm about to wrap this up, I think. Do I have anything else? I may have something else to speak on. That way I can uh, give my little sneak preview of that for tomorrow oh yeah the unloyal alpha versus the committed beta that is going to be our next subject going into the week going into Monday and we're going to rock off we're going to rock off that for the foreseeable future of tomorrow the loyal alpha versus the committed beta. So, most guys understand now that women, women's desire for destruction and the desire for chaos and dysfunctional behaviors come from their ways of seeing men. You see the criminals, the bad guys in the jail they're viewed as alphas to women which a lot of these guys may or may not be alphas but that's not the point it's the fact that they view those men as the ultimate level of attraction where 
a danger aspect or something extremely negative is involved to heighten their sexual appeal amongst women. Alright? Guys will obviously say, wow, you've been locked up for what? If a bitch was locked up, that's not attractive. But with certain women, I'm not going to say all women at all, but with certain women, it is said that that is the end-all, be-all of attraction. The outlaw, the bad boy, you know, those guys. And it's always funny because later on in life, when they're unfortunate enough to be knocked up by these men who are, by the way, still incarcerated or end up being incarcerated or have to leave state, they're stuck with that product. They're stuck with the product of that guy who, in certain situations, it's probably a blessing that the father wasn't around. But you're still looking at the same pattern um, single mother household. Um, you're looking at the strong and independent category, which is WAP, weak and problematic. <laughs> WAP, aka weak and problematic. Um, you're dealing with the same dysfunction. You're dealing with the stereotypical, loud, obnoxious disrespectful at all costs completely ruthless with her mouth her tongue at all costs and as I said guys learn to conserve your energy a lot of these women aren't worth your energy and your time but mostly energy you waste enough energy then you begin to waste time because your energy should have probably been focused on something more important. Um, Something more meaningful. Something with a purpose. But, as I always say, the meantime and in between time, this is Jersey Judah. This has been the Weekend Red Pill, which has only been about an hour and some change, but who gives a fuck? 30 minutes Saturday, close to 40 minutes today. And until then, you know, going to be signing out i'm going to be jumping back on this motherfucker i'm not sure about tomorrow morning got this loud town bell i'm sure you guys can hear that but um not really sure about when tomorrow it will be nine times out of ten being on the way to work or possibly tomorrow morning earlier before this time while this bell is just completely fucking everything up. This is great. Oh, man. All right. We're just going to let this bell. All right. Anyway, um, Jersey Judah, Red Pill Party Podcast. In the meantime and in between time, until next time, I'm out. Peace. Peace.